April is here, beginning with a welcome Easter break. As the vaccine rollout continues, restrictions ease, and life is a little closer to normal despite occasional setbacks. We hope you've had a lovely Easter, uh, whether you were relaxing at home or headed off on a holiday somewhere. There was a raft of positive economic news in March, which should make the Federal Treasurer's job a little easier when he hands down the budget on May 11. The Australian economy staged a remarkable V-shaped recovery in 2020, growing 3.1% in the December quarter and 3.4% in the previous quarter, the biggest six-month lift on record, after plunging into recession over the first half of the year. The main contributor was actually iron ore, which has doubled in price since March last year. RBA statement, no change as rates as expected. RBA, RBA targets of 10 basis points for the cash rate and the yield uh, on a three-year Australian government bond. The board is committed to maintaining highly supported monetary conditions until its goals are achieved. The bank will be monitoring trends in housing borrowing carefully, and it's important that lending standards are maintained within the banks. The board will not increase cash rates until actual inflation is substantial within the 2 to 3% target range. For this to occur, wages growth will have to be materially higher than it is currently. This will require significant gains in employment and a return to a tight labour market. The board does not expect these conditions to be met until 2024 at the earliest. COVID-19 news, vaccine tracker. 673 million doses in 155 countries. 16.2 million doses a day. In the US, 167 million doses at three, just over 3 million doses a day. South Africa has agreed to buy 20 million shots for the Pfizer vaccine. Brazil expects to vaccinate 2 million people per day next month. India has now has the highest daily COVID casos uh, in the world more than actually 100,000 new infections reported on Monday alone. Compared to the US though, mortality rates remain really surprisingly very low. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has confirmed restaurants and shops will open again for the first time in four months. As the vaccine continues to roll out and restrictions ease, business and consumer confidence rebound. The NAB Business Confidence Index rose to an 11-year high of 16.4 points in February, while the ANZ Roy Morgan Consumer Confidence Rate hit a seven-year of a high of 124 points in March, up nearly 30% for the year. Consumer confidence was reflected in recent surge in vehicle sales, housing construction and property values that we all have heard of lately. It was also boosted by a fall in unemployment from 6.4% to an 11-month low of 5.8% in February. Company profits have also remained strong, with 86% of the Australian Stock Exchange 200 index companies reporting a profit in December half-year. Although the aggregate earnings fell 17%, dividends were up 5% on a year ago, and estimated to be roughly $26 billion currently flowing to shareholders through dividends distributions. ANZ job ads up 7.4% over the month in March, improving on last month's 7.2% rise, now 23% above its pre-COVID level uh, at the same 12-year, well, actually at a 12-year high. 
New Zealand COVID-19 is pretty much free, uh, much like we are here in Australia. So free that we have now had that long overweighted travel bubble restricted, lifted. We can travel to New Zealand and the Kiwis can come here. That trans-Tasman travel bubble will start on April 18, granting quarantine free between Australia and New Zealand. The Trans-Tasman Travel Bubble will open on April 18. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has confirmed conditions for opening the quarantine-free travel with Australia has been met, Ardern said just last Tuesday. New Zealand is one of the most expensive housing markets in the OECD though. They are up 20% in the year to February alone. The median house price is now New Zealand dollar seven hundred eighty thousand. In Auckland, it's New Zealand. Uh, it's in, in that's actually in Auckland. In New Zealand dollars, one point one million Sydney. In comparison, at a similar level of one point one million, according to latest CoreLogic data. In New Zealand, home ownership is lowest level since the nineteen fifties, being sixty five percent. The median price is now 6.7 times the average household income. So realistically, so-called affordability level is usually three times. In Australia, home ownership is 67%, although 32% are actually without a mortgage. To get back to that multiple of three, either house prices have to drop 55% or household income needs to rise 123%. I don't really think either are actually going to happen. It's not all plain sailing though. Temporary coronavirus job seeker and job keeper payments here in Australia ended on March 31 and fuel prices are rising just as everyone fills up after the Easter road trips. Just strengthening economy saw the Aussie dollar shed two cents to US 67 cents in March. The Kofkin bond growth model portfolio had an exceptional month with a gain of 4%. Two of the outstandings in our top 10 holdings were Facebook, up nearly 21%, and Alphabet, being slash Google, up in excess of 10%. Thanks for tuning in and really looking forward to sharing more important news with you next month.